Welcome to the Nuclear Lounge Podcast. I am your host, Fernando Anleo. I am nuclear medicine technologist, and it is my honor to guide you through this captivating journey into the world of nuclear medicine. Welcome to the Nuclear Lounge Podcast. I want to introduce an individual who graduated from Ferry State University Nuclear Medicine Technology Program. Currently, he is a valuable member of the team at Corwell Health, where he applies his passion for healthcare and a commitment to improving patient outcomes. We will talk about his educational journey and the pivotal role he plays in advancing the healthcare industry through his work at Corwell Health. Without much further ado, here is Dan Wagner. Hello, sir. It's a pleasure having you here. Thanks, Fernando. It's great to be here. So, Dan, you and I have a similar path into the nuclear medicine career. We were not your typical 20, 21-year-olds when we applied. Do you mind sharing a little bit about uh, your background? My background's a little complicated and definitely a lot different than what most people are used to. I decided on a midlife career change. So I spent 30 years in the grocery retail industry with 15 of them as a corporate accountant. And uh, COVID hit, decided that that's not what I wanted to do anymore. And after talking to my wife and my daughter, we decided on a midlife career change. Yeah. And I, I completely know what you mean. I mean, especially not being your typical traditional student, uh, having that switch. I know a lot of students go through that, and it's good that you had that now, right? They do. I just had to find what I was going to be interested in and spend the time researching. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't unhappy again. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, so there are individuals out there who are looking at a career in nuclear medicine and whether they're older or have a family, they want to have an idea of what it means to go through the program while juggling so much. So, Dan, you started the program um, and quickly understood that it was going to be tough while having a family, going to class, uh, homework, etc. So what sacrifices did you have to make in order to be a successful student, a parent, a husband, and having a job on the side? Yeah, you're right. It didn't take long to realize how much work it really was going to be. So, I mean... You just have to be willing to put in the work and understand that you're not going to get to sleep as much. You're not going to get to see your family as much. And you're going to have to change your lifestyle because the money's just not going to be the same as it was before the program. You're going to have a lot less of it. So I would spend time seeing my family in the evening and then stay up until 2 or 3 in the morning studying. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a lot. And then I had to spend the weekends working because it had to help support the family somehow. Yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, it does take an amazing effort going through it all, and but it's definitely worth it in the end. Um, I want to talk about the program itself, actually, um, the internship aspect of it. One of the things the program at Ferry State University, and I'm sure there are other programs doing it as well, is that they have you pick your top three choices of where you prefer to intern at. Um, some internship size could be like an hour away, sometimes two to three hours away. So when it came to deciding, what were some of the things that you and your family uh, had to discuss? Well, there's the obvious. If we're not going to stay in the Grand Rapids area, where would it be easiest for for me to relocate um, in order to go to school and have my internship? So we had to look at things like... um, how much is rent going to be in a certain area if I, if I had to rent my own place? 
is there someone else that I could stay with? So I had friends in the area. I had my in-laws in, in the Detroit area. So could I possibly stay with them and then commute home on the weekends? Um, you know, other things that we considered was, is it too long of a drive from Grand Rapids to Lansing or Kalamazoo on a daily basis? Or, or would we want a, another plan? Those were all things that we had to consider. And probably one of the other things that I did that's not really talking with the family was I listened to what the other students were thinking. So I kind of had a game plan so it wouldn't come down to my last, my last choice. I kind of knew where everybody else wanted to go and, and worked at what, how can I make those other choices that they're not choosing work for me? Yeah, no, and I, myself, I had the same discussion as well. Um, I knew moving away to a different city or having to drive two to three hours away would be extremely difficult, especially being a brand new dad. And um, yeah, that full-time worker as well. Because uh, while, while I was doing an internship, I was also working full-time and, you know, having a kid, you know, <laughs> having kids like another job. So it, it can be tough. It definitely can be tough. But in the end, it worked out well. Um, you just have to be willing to make the sacrifice, you know, whether it's for the short term or the long term, knowing that you're going to have to do what needs to be done in order to, to complete the program. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a definitely have a game plan and go with that. Um, so then you started internship at Corwell Health. Do you mind sharing what that was like? That was one of the hardest things I've ever done <laughs> was showing up on day one. Yep internship was a definite challenge everything is new it's all stuff that i've never done in the past i've never injected anyone with a with anything i've never put in an iv i've never actually done any scans on a camera system the camera system that we were kind of shown in in class in lab it's completely different and very outdated compared to what you actually use in the hospital yep so that was all a really big challenge. And the biggest thing is just taking a deep breath, diving in feet first, making that first poke on a patient, getting that IV in as early as you can, studying the protocols so you understand what needs to be done and how it's done. And you can get a, start to get a rhythm of your own built up. And the other thing to keep in mind is everyone that you're working with there's always going to be difficult people to work with, but yep. those people, they've all been exactly where you are mm -hmm. and they want you to learn. They want to teach you. They enjoy giving you their knowledge. So listen to them and just remember that they were once as frightened as you are. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's very true. I can absolutely resonate with so many other things you just shared. I think for me, making sure I was doing the right protocol and starting good IVs, or some of the important things, well, obviously, with being an intern. And I do like that you mentioned the part about um, how being able to learn from different techs, because different techs have different techniques. Uh, at the end of the day, getting the same result while doing the things right, uh, it's what's important. Um, but you're right. You learn from one tech did it this way, another tech does it that way. At the end of the day, you create your own way of doing things once you become a technologist and you get more experience in the field, which is it's a great thing so to do true. that. Um, so you finally graduated, and then you transitioned into applying for a job and looking around, making sure it was the right fit. Um, can you talk a little bit about 
that and how you handle looking for a job or were you were there any opportunities available where your internet right away I looked at my internship initially as a job interview yep I kept in touch with them the entire time letting them know what my desires was and I wanted to stay with Corwell I interned there I liked the people I worked with so not only was I talking to the other techs but I was also um, every chance I had talking to the person in charge. That way, when internship ended, if there was any opportunities, they knew right where they could go. The other thing to keep in mind is the nuclear medicine community, especially in Michigan, is very small. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of techs in the, in the job field overall. So what happens at one location usually is known at all of the locations. So Mm -hmm. treating your internship with the idea that it's a job interview goes, you know, can be spread throughout all of the different locations within Michigan. Yep. Definitely. And you build a reputation, whether it's a good one or a bad one during (laughs) an internship. Absolutely. Yeah, no, right on. I think a lot of people have this idea um, when they graduate, uh, they won't find a job, but in reality, they're opportunities out there especially with the internship like you said treating it like a job interview and being able to show your best and uh show them that you're very interested in uh pursuing that um so also with many techs retiring there's going to be opportunities and advances in the field also uh, diagnostics things like that that come up pet ct uh now the mobile units that you know they're opening up and uh providing the services to patients and i think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for those new graduates. There will. It's it's an always changing field. It's never been static for very long. And there's the amount of research that's being done currently that's going to change the the field in the next 10, 15 years is amazing. Absolutely. Yes. So now you're a technologist. Um, what is the day-to-day like for you? What are some of the things you struggle with and some of the things that are a little bit easier for you? Well, coming out of school, I got hired as a PRN, which is basically a resource position. So I fill in at four different locations for Corwell Health. And all four of those locations do things a little bit differently. They have different scans. They have different protocols. So in essence... I have to know four different jobs. Yep. And that's the biggest challenge for me currently. I go from PET CT where all I can do is prep. I have to use 20 gauge needles to children's hospital where you don't do any of the needles. Every patient's under sedation or almost every patient is under sedation. So it it's a big challenge keeping all of that straight. But I also think that it's perhaps the best way for my career anyway to start because I get that overall experience and can relate experience at different locations. Yeah, no, going through all those uh, four different sites actually help you adapt. I it mean, does. adaptation's huge in our job. You know, like there's so many things that don't go well and some, so many things that you'll say, oh, it was supposed to be this way, but it's this way. So how do I adapt to that? So I think that's going to make you a way better technologist and puts you ahead of a lot of them, honestly. I totally agree. And and I told one of the techs uh, just last week that I felt the time I just recently spent training in PET CT world really made me a much better tech. 
because there's they do things it on a much larger scale. So I can take that larger um, scale and bring it down to what happens at the other locations. Yeah, and I'm sure with uh, other locations, um, you find patients from all different walks of life. But I think one of the things I find very rewarding at the end of the day is that feeling of accomplishment, whether it was being able to help a patient with a specific request or providing them with therapies that benefit their health. Um, When it comes to patient care, what are some tips you could share with the audience, uh, specifically the students going through internships, and some of them are actually meeting their patients for the first time? I think the the biggest advice that I would give you is smile. I, if you meet them, if you meet the patient, greet them with a genuine smile. It helps to put them at ease. They're they don't want to be there. They're sick. They're not feeling good. Um, no one wants to come in to get injected with a radioactive isotope. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, some of them because of that, they're grumpy. They might snap at you and might seem offensive, but put yourself in their shoes and and think about how you might be when you don't feel good mm-hmm. and smile and do the best you can to make them comfortable. And that goes a long way for helping the patient relax and get better test results, particularly because some of your test results rely on keeping the patient from getting stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One aspect of the job is that interaction with the patient and it's so vital to help them navigate through their scan or therapy because anyone familiar with nuclear medicine, it can be really scary. Or like you said, it's not like they want to be there. They, they need to be there, right? right. Um, so yeah, so Dan, I've had a few first-year students who are a little older come up to me at different meetings and ask, what advice could I give them to prepare for internship and passing the boards? Could you share any advice that will better prepare these students? I would give them the same advice that I would give a young student, and that is, one, during internship, soak up as absolutely much as you can. If you have free time, don't sit there and look at your phone. Get up, go see what's going on in a different camera room, fill supplies, review your protocols. Never stop working towards that end goal. The other bit of advice is when you get home, study. You can't cram for these tests. You have to constantly be studying. Read your your books. I printed off all of my protocols and took them home so I could review them um, the night before I knew I had certain scans coming up. And also, you can never start studying for your boards too early. Everything that you learn from the first semester through your last semester is going to be on those boards. So, And you never know what's going to happen. So start studying early. Just give yourself time. I I do agree with that 100%. Uh, So for my final question, Dan, what is your favorite radio pharmaceutical and why? There's a lot of really cool ones out there, but I have to say that rubidium is is my favorite. Oh, nice. Nice. It fascinates me that it decays after only 75 seconds, but yet we can still take such great images of the heart. Yep. I find it really interesting how you have to continuously inject the patient with the rubidium throughout their entire scan, that you don't just give them an injection and then scan. It's very different than the other radiopharmaceuticals that we deal with. Perfect. Yeah, well, thanks, Dan. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing um, your journey. It's uh, 
it's very important for all the students and techs out there to be able to listen to what you went through. Uh, some of them are going through the same thing. And this is good info. Really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to having you on another episode, maybe later in the future. So uh, It's been great, Fernando. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Until next time.